Welcome to Boss Lady Energy. Boss, boss Lady, lady energy. energy. Y'all, we got that Boss Lady Energy. Welcome back to the show. I'm Kristen. I'm Nikki. And I'm Courtney. Hey, y'all. Happy Monday. How are you guys? Good. It's always good when we just like have these good jujus, these good vibes to start off the week. I know. And we have a little bit of vino popping, so we're mm. feeling good. Mm-hmm. See, y'all pour me stuff and I don't even know what Shout I'm Shout out to the rosé. Hey. Yes, rosé. <laughs> we're choosing we early. It. Yeah, we are. We need it today because we're going to be talking about the things that we have learned from our parents that we need to unlearn. Mom, yep. I love you. Yes. <laughs> Mom, dad, brother. Yeah. Yes. The love Mom, disclaimer. <laughs> Family, love you. Yes. Disclaimer. But love it's you all, all about, you know, breaking the cycles from your family dynamic and bringing those over to when you're having a family. Girl, so, let me tell you. Yes. Girl, let me tell you. And one of those things is obviously all our parents are still married and they are the first married people we knew. Yes. So we got to see their dynamics growing up and how they dealt with things. And I feel like I have seen how my parents have acted. And I'm like, OK, I need these are the things that I want to tweak in my marriage. Currently, I am married. Um, and currently, wow, that sounded weird. <laughs> I'm, say, I'm just saying like I'm married. How okay. long you been married? Currently, <laughs> I'm married. Uh, currently maybe when this episode, I, I don't know. <laughs> Don't know when this contract's okay. going to end. Yeah. Oh, Silly. Okay, I've been married for two years. So oh, we love yeah. it. Love to see it. But yeah, we're just trying to learn, unlearn the things and continuously unlearn things that we have learned from our parents. Yeah. Like, and you know what? I feel like that's what our parents did, too. It's a generational thing. Every generation learns from the next. And our kids are going to, you know, say some things that we didn't get right or right. things that they wish we did different. So this has nothing to do with our specific situations. We just felt like it would be a good topic to talk right. about in general. But the first one is marriage, because yeah. that's the thing. Yes. Everybody you know, aspire or most people aspire to be in healthy, long lasting relationships. And thankfully, our parents have. But that their marriage has impacted just how we see or how we communicate with our spouses. And I, <laughs> let's just dive in. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to lie, Courtney. When you said healthy, I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. Love you, mom and dad. But their relationship was not always the healthiest. Yeah. And seeing that and growing up in a household like that where my dynamic wasn't my dad wears the pants. It was my mom wears the pants mm, in the relationship. Okay. My, you know, my dad was a truck driver. My mom was a nurse. So she was able to stay at home with us more. My dad was never really there. So my mom was that hard parent. She was more like the, she dad. Was the dad. Yeah. yeah. She was the dad, the mom the everything you know so when she would interact with my dad on the days that he was home because he was an over-the-road trucker I, those- hold on I love that me and Nikki like share so much in common because my dad was also a truck driver what? growing up yes he ended so up being crazy. a police officer later in life he like 40-ish sorry dad he had like a midlife crisis went and decided to be a police officer and he's been doing it since and he's wow. great but yeah truck driver also go ahead That's so crazy. Um, yeah so when you know the, the interaction she would have with him would be very very aggressive and mm-hmm. she's half Puerto Rican half Irish so she is very very spicy mm-hmm. so when she is mad, you hear it. Yeah. She's slamming things. She's yelling. She's, you know, breaking things like and then my dad reacts to her actions. And so me and my brother growing up when we were mad. Oh, we got oh. into some fist fights. Me and my brother. Oh, my yeah. Gosh. Because wow, yeah. we were like, this is no, what I want saw. the remote. No, you yeah. want. The, you know what I'm saying? Not so the remote. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we did, though. I'm like the jeans. I would steal my sister's jeans and she, oh, <laughs> she'll still never let me live it down. But those are the things that you yeah. see in 
in your parents' relationship growing up and yeah. and you've had to deal with that with Jay. With Jay, yeah. I mean, and we can dive into this later, but Jay, you know, called me out after a really bad fight we had had and he was like, hey, um, I just want to like have this conversation with you without screaming. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you yelling? And then yeah. also was like, you just talk to me like how I've seen your mom talk when mm-hmm. she's angry. Ooh, and I'm like, and you oh, know, excuse me? And you know, any person, <laughs> any woman who is like oh. thinking she's doing her own thing, no woman wants to be compared to their mom. And, and it's not a, no. it's it's not bad, a bad thing. thing. It's just no. like, just in general in society, yep. nobody wants to be compared to their mom no. or dad when they feel like, oh, I'm just doing my own thing. Yeah, uh, I'm my own me. Yes. And it's like, no, actually, you're a reflection of what's You're happening. turning <laughs> into your mother. <laughs> you're a reflection. No. <laughs> yeah, no. So yeah. that was, that was honestly, um, a big pivot for me and mm. we're going to dive into a lot more of this later but that that was that was something huge when he compared me to my mother i was like oh shoot you i really need to work yeah. <laughs> on how i handle being mad definitely because yeah. that wasn't ever a, that wasn't you know when you see things and you're, you grow up mm-hmm. in it and everyone is kind of like you i'm sure you guys can relate with siblings yep. you guys kind of react the same to each other yep. and you guys are doing it to each other it never really clicks where you're like oh I'm Wait, acting like this huh? person. You yeah. you got to get snapped out of your bubble sometime. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get compared to my mom all the time and my dad. I actually think uh, some of my behaviors are a little bit more like my dad, especially um, in my early 20s. I was very like I wasn't very vulnerable. And my dad is pretty much a workaholic, which would describe me to the T. Uh, but when it comes to marriage, I think my parents dynamic is a little different because I come from a blended family. My dad was married before uh, my mom. Right. Uh, and so I just think our dynamic is it's just tough being in blended scenarios. And my dad being a truck driver, he was on the road a lot. He was making his money. And my mom also worked um, a job. She was a reporter and she also worked a corporate job at the city of Houston. And so they made it work, but it wasn't easy. Like I'll, I'll be honest in my early years, I didn't really see my parents being affectionate. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I just thought that kind of, I think now that if I were to put it in like adult terms, they kind of coexist with each other. And you know, I think their dynamic was like that because they had a private romantic relationship outside of us seeing it. Right. Uh, but it did definitely uh, kind of create in my mind like how I thought relationships were supposed to be. It's kind of like it's just a partnership. Like you don't need right. to kiss each other. You don't need to hug. Like you don't do all I'll do all of that stuff to be like good. I didn't necessarily see my parents like screaming at each other a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you don't see them like hugging or kissing or being affectionate, it does kind of affect you in that way. And I think me and Jarrell we aren't necessarily into um, or in the beginning we weren't really into PDA and I would say we are now and that's just like my way of constantly reminding him that like I'm we're feeling good. you. Love we're feeling you. I love you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure my parent, my kids are going to probably be like their grandparents. Like, oh, my parents all these kiss <laughs> and touching on each other. <laughs> I'm going to be the opposite Ugh. of that. Yeah. It's so crazy how it changes. Yeah. In my family dynamic, my dad, my dad and my mom were very equal. Like it wasn't like a it wasn't too much of a patriarchy. My dad used intimidation factors, I think, on my mom to be like, we need to do this. And yeah. then whatever, she would usually win the fight or whatever <laughs> it was. Um, but I really felt like it was more equal. Like he was kind of he's a liberal conservative. So he's like burn the bra feminist because he probably because he has daughters, you know, <laughs> oh but like gosh. he'd always be like that with my mom. Like, don't wear a bra. Let your boobs out. Like, whatever. Oh, like, that's too much. I don't know why I'm even getting into this. Totally different from my family, but I love, I love to hear that. it. I love but, like, they were equal. But when it came to, like, the kids and stuff and he things that he wanted us to do and, like, when this we'll get into later, I know we're going to talk about child rearing later. Yes. Um, but I did feel like he was maybe more of an intimidator and would, like, kind of, okay. you know, 
rule the house when he needed to. It was like, it's my way or the highway. But like, mm-hmm. usually it yeah. was pretty equal. I never really heard them fighting when I was younger. So like in my marriage, Michael and I don't yell at each other. I'm more, you guys already know this. I bang yeah. the pots and pans and I'm like, hey, hey, <laughs> You're hey. You're hilarious. Need your help. You know, it's like that kind of vibe. Um, But I have also had him tell me like, don't talk to me like your dad talks to you. And I'm like, Okay. Yep. And yeah. I had to, I had to do some inner reflection, you know, some mm. work on myself. And I, it's always a work in progress. Mm-hmm. But that's something that is a work in progress every day. Like I'm always working on it. I'm journaling. I'm trying to like get my feelings out there, so yeah. that when I speak to him, I'm never going to say anything that will hurt his feelings. You know, oh, you're that a good I can't one. take back. You sound no, like a married woman. Oh my god, though. <laughs> yeah, it, it, does no, it change? Because I'm still banging pots and pans, y'all. Yeah, you're like, banging I'm pots not and really pans, learning. But I'll be really like, I'm still learning. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's probably just a part of life and relationships. But I know early on in me and Jarrell's relationship, that was not the case. Like mm-hmm. we were the type that were screaming at each other. That mm. was the only way to get our point across. Oh. And like I, I think in the beginning he was probably more of the the screamer and I was more of like I would talk calmly but in right. his sense me staying calm was me like undermining him I swear Ooh. to God me and Jarrell are the same person <laughs> me and her Jarrell because that would be Jarrell Your my Jay <laughs> would literally sit there and react like how Courtney's saying she would react and calm. it would boil my blood even yes. more I would be ten times more mad than I yes. was ten seconds ago Ooh. and I wouldn't understand and so <laughs> I, we definitely have had to work through like our communication styles and I feel like we get each other now like yeah. We, I, I think I really had to tap into more of my emotions because I was very much a hard nose. I think I got that from my dad, just like not really vulnerable and touching my feelings and able to really express that side of myself. And now that we've been together longer and in the beginning, I would say Jarrell's very sensitive. Mm-hmm. I now understand sensitivity. <laughs> no, I no, now understand it, no, that I'm, I am, I am laughing because yes, I'm sensitive. Like yeah. I am but, me uh, and Jay are the same. But also <laughs> I now I know I'm sensitive. I just had to yeah. really unlearn a, wa- a lot yeah. of ways of thinking because I really saw, I never saw my dad cry. Like, like yeah. funerals were coming. My dad wasn't the type of person to cry. I really didn't even see my mom cry. Like yeah. I didn't really have those examples of people breaking down because mm-hmm. they always held it together. And so I always felt I had to hold it together. And so when I met Jarrell and he's crying, if he feels mm-hmm. something, I was like, oh, shit, this man's crazy. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't deal with it. Not I'm knowing sorry, so that bad. a sensitive, him being sensitive or what I would consider to be sensitive is actually a strength. And mm-hmm. I now know that I'm super sensitive. And mm-hmm. I, and now I'm glad that I'm able to express it. But I wish that I would have seen a little bit more of it growing up. And yeah. you know what? It's, you can't really fault your parents, especially in a blended scenario where they're trying to figure out balancing children and a marriage Hell at the yeah. same time. So I can't fault them for not showing that side. Yeah. They were trying to be protective and still give me a childhood that was healthy and the mm-hmm. best that they could but there's just some things some things in a blended scenario that you just can't unsee and I I the things that I did see were very much I think curated to protect me but yeah. also made me think that's what life is yeah life is not breaking down but I, that, yeah I get that because my my dad was more sensitive than my mom so my mom's a little more sto- was a little more stoic and it's so crazy how they totally switched like, uh-huh. and when I was going through high school like my mom became my best friend we talked about everything she asked me all these questions mm. like went through therapy with my mom my mom should have been a therapist <laughs> and like she kind of made me learn those things which I've taken with me and I will take with me forever because that's something I, I'm thankful that I learned right. yeah. um, and I brought that into my relationship with Michael because because he's had to unlearn being 
a man and not yep. having feelings and this and that because that's kind of how his grandfather was and his dad has broken that down in right. himself like I've seen it you know he cries over this he's so sweet Scott thank you um, <laughs> but he, he cries over the littlest things yeah. and, and because he's so sensitive but it's the sensitivity that I feel like you put a wall up right. to hide and like I had to break that down with Michael and mm-hmm. he he's always my calm you know I'm like the crazy one um, but you say that and I just don't even see it oh, but that's y'all life yep. I am the crazy one Jarrell is the calm like if you guys met you know Jay what? me and Jarrell flip flop all the time like we are literally he always says it and he said it since day one we are reflections of each other so mm-hmm. y'all see a very like stoic calm all that Jarrell's fucking crazy he oh, is like stop I'm no, Okay, sorry. You have no yeah. idea. No, 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 like crazy and like he's goofy, he's loud, he doesn't sit down. My God. Like when when we're home, I love it. I'm it's the one that's Jay calm too. and like, you know, to myself, I, I can like not talk for hours. And then for a living, I speak. And so yeah. we are very flip flop, yeah. but our personalities are, we are identical. It's just nonstop talking sometimes. And you're like, excuse me, can I just have I know five where minutes? they go from like not talking yes. at all and Nothing. then they just vomit and you're like bring it back in. <laughs> he bring reserves it, in. it for, he reserves that personality for me and his family and my god he is a lot <laughs> by the way guys I don't know if we've addressed this yet it depends on when this comes out Nikki has a Jarrell and Courtney has a Jarrell different yeah. spellings Nikki is J Courtney J-E goes by J- Jarrell oh yeah Jarrell oh sorry I was just saying I know we addressed this yeah at some yeah point, yeah we did but, but I feel like we should and again. I try very very hard you guys I know my Jay like always yells at me he's like don't worry about it like your listeners will get it if you don't always remember remember to call me Jay but I'm like no because then you it guys sounds are like you're in a thruple yeah because it sounds like you have the same man so I'm like I need to remember to say Jay you just said Jarrell and I was, <laughs> and I was like, like wait hang on we gotta address that real I know. quick god I'm such yes. an idiot the Jay in the room no you're good you're good but I look we talked a lot about about marriage I think it's time to do a when I sip oh yes yes, 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 cheers cheers Cheers. okay so we've been talking about marriage and and family what is it we're talking about marriage and parent child relationships and mm -hmm. so y'all know I love some TV I was just (laughs) telling the girls earlier this week that a show you really need to watch is HBO's Undoing and I bring this show up because ooh Nicole Kidman (laughs) your favorite she's your girl yes I love her so um, on the undoing there is a scene I think it's episode three I'm pretty sure it's episode three where Nicole Kidman and her on-screen father are having a conversation and a a little bit of a spoiler alert Nicole Kidman uh, and her husband are going through a rough patch is what I'll say and she's questioning her marriage and she compares her marriage to her father and her mother's relationship and how you guys always had it together you guys were so loving and yada 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 this is the Emmy Award winning scene. Give this man an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> this man, uh, Donald, Donald Sutherland, he has a scene where he's just like, oh, no, 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 no. I was unfaithful to your mother. <gasps> I did. Oh, wait a cr- Oh, oh my, my God. God. So he just amazing. dropped all this crap on her? So he unlayers the fact that he <sighs> hates that he has given his daughter a false sense of what marriage looks oh, no. like off of a lie. They protected her mm. as a child when really her mother dealt with so much crap in their oh, marriage. And they stayed together for so many years until the mother died. <gasps> and so this this scene is just like, uh, uh, like it really brings out so many emotions because the father is finally saying like I'm so sorry that I'm the reason that you thought that this was like you had to have this fairy tale 
And really, it's not. We had communication problems. There was infidelity. Like, your mom dealt with a lot. And so I'm sorry that I'm probably the cause of the fact that you and your marriage is not ideal because you have a fairy tale version of marriage. That is so accurate, though. Like, Mm -hmm. just in life. Like, yeah, Emmy Award winning, I bet. I didn't even see the show, but give him an Emmy. (laughs) But that's so true because, yeah, there's so many parents, and it's almost like, Nikki, I know it was probably traumatic seeing some of that, but like, I'd almost rather have a lot more out on the table. Maybe some stuff, not everything. And right. as I got older, like as a transition into yeah. adulthood, you share with me more as right. a parent because I want to know, yeah, that there are rocky situations that happen and it isn't all hunky-dory and we go fight in the room and everything's perfect when we come out. It's right. not real life. Real stuff. life. Yes. I mean, it, as much as my parents did fight and my brother can attest to this, like we wouldn't be who we are today and mm-hmm. handle the situations that we do in every aspect of our lives if they didn't show us like this is real we're yeah. this is you know what's going on your dad just lost his job and I'm not happy about it so whatever I'm just using that as a scenario but right, like you yeah. know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. she never held back her emotions um when she was trying to be like we need to get this crap together for them like yeah. I, I don't know how many times I heard that growing up it was like we need to make sure that Zach and Nikki are good that's my yeah. brother's wow yeah. so Nikki I love you feel like I'm glad you're telling me now but I feel like I might be like your mom <laughs> so I need to make sure Nikki turned out fine she turned I'm out great oh my God. I'm a little crazy but I'm good no. <laughs> I would rather have the honesty and the raw you and, and Courtney I do feel like you will be like that with your kids you you come off as like you're a no <laughs> bullshit type of person so you're gonna be like hey whatever your child's name is this is this is learn from mom and dad because you know <laughs> yeah. that's what I feel like she's gonna be when she's talking to her kids but yeah. that's how I handle my nieces yeah. <laughs> like, me. don't have, be like Courtney I have <laughs> some adult <laughs> conversations like. with them I'm, so, I'm gonna try to tone it down I'll be honest I, I don't know if I'll be fully like like the way that I am in like business and like yeah. like life as an adult, I don't think I'm fully like that with kids because I adore children. And I've worked with them before, so I am a little softer. But uh, with my own kids, I don't know. We go see. Yeah, we we go see. <laughs> but like I said, <laughs> tell me as I grow older. You know, it's always but it's always not fun when you do find out the cracks in family and the mm. dynamics. And like I do though. On that note, I I do like the fact, or I would like family to share things slowly as you get older because then yeah you you have a grasp on I'm, life I'm telling you there have been some things when you're you know just I mean when I go home to Chicago and my aunts are like revealing some stuff that I never knew about Same. like my yeah. parents or my oh family my and I'm like what my jaw is on the floor I'm Where like it's was never fun oh my god they were like, oh, you guys were in the room playing. And I'm like, wait, what? This happened when I was 10? But yeah, you know whatever. What? The beauty of it, even though I think most adults come and they, you know, they have different issues with how they were raised. I think the beauty of that is like saving it for when you get older is that you get to have a real imagination and a real childhood. Yeah, you yeah. I won't lie. I think most millennials were some Disney kids and we mm-hmm. have very skewed ways of <laughs> thinking about life. We really do. My Rom-coms, God. Disney. We all think Aladdin's going to come pick us up we on a carpet. Let. We all went to get our MRSs instead of our real degrees because of Aladdin and because of the beast. That was Beauty and the Beast. All of those movies. Or she's all that, you know, yeah. like rom coms were definitely. Well, yeing. yeah, when we were a little I'm bit older. Yeah. When we're older, yeah, yeah. But 
<laughs> but, but I, I think that she's all like I, I was watching busy. like Ricky Lake and like you know crazy oh, shit too. yeah also because sheltered. Kristen likes to say she's one year older than us Courtney yes so much <laughs> older so much she's older. so older no. oh my god <laughs> no but really I think that Disney culture is like there's a beauty in it but there's also the side effect of like a lot of millennials don't know how to grasp onto real life things or mm-hmm. a bec- it's a shock it's a shock to the system I, I do think that there's a time and a place to share with your kids like real life things where it's like it's okay I, and I I think that's the teenage years and, yeah. and those are the years where most teenagers are withdrawn I'm learning that from my nieces and my brother-in-law who oh. I told y'all about oh my baby <laughs> it's so hard to watch them grow up but I think yeah. that that's the time to really share with them the early years preteens, and when they're children yeah let them live in imaginary land because that's important uh but we were talking a little earlier about child rearing I think it's time for us to talk about what we unlearned there <laughs> Courtney's face right now if y'all could see it (laughs) so she was like yeah there (laughs) Um, yeah I mean let's just dive right in because we kind of already segued into it with your you know your brother-in-law but Lord Jesus. All right. Do you, where, I mean, where do, do we, we even start? Begin? I'm like, do wait. we start with like the punishment aspects of what we used to get punished with and when we were we a child? Do we start with how we're going to implement religion? Like, where do y'all want to start? Let's start with the butt whoopings <laughs> because <laughs> no, really? No. Okay. Yeah. So y'all know that I'm from the South. I'm from Texas. And I think it's pretty common. <laughs> Most kids in the nineties were getting their butt beat. And, and it was even okay uh, in schools. Like teachers were allowed to give the ruler yeah, or the, the ruler I know it was, was the ruler still. or even the paintbrush it was just very country yeah. in the schools and that's not the case anymore like but I, I feel very grateful that child rearing was a part of my childhood because I know not to get out of line I, I don't know agree. I don't know if that's the case mm-hmm. for most kids uh, nowadays I will say and this is not to put Deacon Tezano out oh. <laughs> um but I will say there are more effective ways to to give some some butt whoopings than some of the southern ways that we got. But outside of my dad, because these are things that he didn't do. I'm going to say the things that my parents did not do. Uh, I heard kids getting beat with extension cords, kids, oh. you know, kids getting just whooped with the most outrageous things. And, you know, I'm sure that's because <laughs> the grandparents yeah, were just finding not. anything in the room. They and find the can of beans and just whop to the head the you just never know my grandma used to use the wooden spoon on us Jeez. see mm-hmm. oh my god mm-hmm. I'm like dang I'm thankful I just had my ha- dad's hand oh geez I'm sure I got hit with a wooden spoon though that's kind of sounds familiar yeah. but I did get hit by a leash my best friend's dad growing up hit my best friend and I with a leash Oh my god! and I don't know if it was their culture or like what it was like as a punishment but like I went home crying and my parents like almost called the police oh because my god. Oh my, that, I, that's cultural that's, that's cultural that's, yeah. it is and, because and like, that's we didn't normal do that, that was like the way that uh, everyone in, in our neighborhood it's like you raised children together it was like mm-hmm. a village like my next door neighbors raised me they they did my hair they looked out for me when I was outside playing when my parents were at work and so they some people also got beat by people that they know yeah. so yeah. that was just the way of life then and I don't think that it was anything wrong with that because right. of the times but now the times have changed yeah I do think there's some areas that we can learn from. I don't think the first thing that you do is pick up the can of beans. And that wasn't me. I didn't get the can of beans. I'm just putting it out there. Oh, yeah. I don't think the can of beans to the head is the first thing. What about soap in your mouth? I didn't get soap in my mouth. I did. I had to put... I had to bite a, pe- a thing of soap, a bar of soap, or my dad would squirt soap in my mouth, <gasps> and I couldn't swallow. I had to just sit there with it in my no. mouth. No. 
Oh no, I just got the good old no. fashioned belt. Yeah, same. with some accessories and some on hands. the belt, and, <laughs> and I got those those hands. Yeah, <laughs> see, I didn't I didn't even get the hands, and uh, this is from my mom. She is our biggest fan on the podcast. Oh, love you. Uh, <laughs> my mom did she she did use the good old fashioned belt, but she just you know how moms just have that they stare. Threaten. Uh, they threaten. They have it's while the they're holding it. Angry. Yes. No, it's not even the disappointed. <laughs> if you've seen my mom, she is beautiful. But my mom, just like me, has some really big eyes, and if really big eyes. <laughs> Eyes are in your face, breathing on you, telling you about yourself. You feel like you're getting <laughs> mm-hmm. beat. You feel like you're getting what? My dad would like stand in the doorway to try and intimidate us when he was holding the belt because, yeah. and we were like, ah, no, like yeah, no. When my dad would stand in the doorway, that's when you know you fucked up. Mine too. Oh, no. And and my uh, apparently my uh, my parents' room. We just had a we had a separate room. So when he was standing in the doorway, it turned into the office. Ooh. The office is where <laughs> apparently you got your, your butt beat if you did something. <laughs> wrong oh i'll be gosh. real i didn't get a lot of whoopings uh, growing up but i witnessed so many from my older brothers yeah i mean they were getting whoopings when they were in high school it was oh, just a man. lot yeah uh but what will we do i got spanked <laughs> um but no i i don't i don't want to bring spanking spanking into my motherhood I, I don't think Michael would do that I don't know I don't know until I'm in it because I've seen um family members who have had kids who weren't going to spank either and then they ended up spanking and then they went back from not spanking because the kid ended up hitting them back like mm. and it just it becomes a cycle I think kids okay. now are different they are and well, so I don't are know the parents the, yeah the, for sure generations change okay I gotta be real we need to talk about the racial differences because you saying a child is hitting you back after you whoop them. That was just oh. we as as black kids. And, and I don't know if other minorities have that thing. You your parents put the fear of God in you yes. where you feel like you are running. There's your hands don't even work. You're numb. Swear There's to no gosh, way you would swing. My on Jay your has heard me when me and my Shoot. mom get into a fight like n- even now. And mm-hmm. he's like, I still can't believe you talk to your mother like that because my mom would Ooh. literally fly to California and beat my ass. <laughs> Yes. And I'm like, really? That's how me and my mom have always talked to each other. Like, that's so weird. I don't see anything wrong with it. But his point of view, he, he attests like, to what culture said. It he is cultural. Like, no. The fear of God. Yeah. You feel like God himself came and gave you that butt beaten. Like, for, no, I'm not even yeah, playing. I'm your whole sure. body goes numb. Even even your yeah. mouth. You can't hear. You can't say anything yeah. when you know you are wrong. I had, a, you know, I had uh, siblings who they had enough in their body where they could run when they knew they were got, about to get beat. Yeah. Me, it was just a full on breakdown crying (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) all of that but I think it's a cultural thing and so um, on my end of um, parenting I don't think I would you know not being to the head um, I keep using that like that happened to me (laughs) (laughs) you witnessed it though it's ingrained I didn't didn't witness being to the head I was giving an example (laughs) southern southern kids get some beans to the head Um, you witnessed that no 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 (laughs) I'm like shoot it really scarred you (laughs) yeah no like extension cords I don't think that will be a part of of my thing you know I honestly feel like parents back in the day they found anything close to them Mm because they were exhausted after Mm -hmm. a long day of work you messed up in school they 
got to hear from it. And they just found anything near them. And they so, were punished from their parents. It, it, yeah. That's right. how they learned. Yeah. The shoe, the beans, yep. the, whatever it is. I don't think I will go that route. And I know how my attitude is. I am the type of person that I want to talk about it. Even if I'm mad, like I said, when I ha- have uh, conversations that are heated with Jarrell, mm-hmm. I am the calm person. But I think it's also a gift from God that I'm able to clearly talk through things. And right. I, I partially think, for lack of a better word, it's the asshole in me that's able to speak to you <laughs> yeah. in a way that is similar to a lawyer. Ooh. Like, I don't I don't play any games. So I feel that's probably how I, the intimidation factor will be what I do with my children. Mm-hmm. But if they have messed up severely, I don't see anything wrong with spanking your children. Yeah. I, yeah. I just don't know that I will be grabbing objects next to me. No. I, I think after yeah. talking to them and if the message has not got across or if there is disrespect, then we need to schedule a time. I think I'll be scheduling time in my office. But how are you with a five-year-old? Like, that? that is It's an so, age limit. Yeah, it's an that's age difficult. Limit. But I don't see anything wrong with popping a kid on the hands. No, At five yeah. years old, I think that a pop on the hands if you yeah. have, I mean, I'm just being elaborate but if your child is so reckless where they are taking a crap in the tub or taking a crap in the toilet and taking it out the that's ridiculous yeah Yeah. like something has to give like they need to remember that this is not okay i think it's it's yeah a pop on the hands is not bad yeah i think our generation though has really um grasped and like held on to the timeout chair and the in the corner yeah and i've seen a lot of those um with just like friends babies and things like that where Mm -hmm. they're not they will pop them on the diaper or like flick them on the head or like you know be like if mama does this that means you're you're messing up mm-hmm. I have never witnessed any of my friends spanking in this day and age like mm-hmm. any of my friends that are my age but then again I'm not be I'm not with them 24 7 so who yeah. knows but well, I've I, seen a spanking and it's rough <laughs> Well, we've, but been, I don't we've think, been a part of spanking. And, yeah. and I don't think there's anything wrong if it warrants it. You know, yeah. I don't it think depends. that 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 that, um, adic- that like I should immediately pick up something and smack and my kids exactly. because just to I, yeah. teach them like that causes a little bit of psychological stuff later down the road. But if like, look at you two. You guys are I'm fine. I'm fine. I was the but goodest like we good said, girl we ever. We didn't get a lot of those beatings yeah. with extension cords or all of the things around. We that's did get different. our beatings. That's just straight up abuse. Then that is that's a fine line. We'll see. And I don't even consider it straight up abuse i know it sounds bad but i feel like their form of picking up a switch was they didn't have a belt in sight like they weren't thinking clearly and i think that's maybe the southern part of me that's thinking like okay they did the best that they could right um i'm giving everybody grace in these scenarios but i know people who got you know different different spankings that were not like mine and they mm-hmm. are the best people they yeah. are leaders they are you know they're great and they never yeah. go back and, and talk about oh i need to go to therapy because right. my parents popped me yeah. or my parents spanked me or did all of these things now again it could be a cultural thing yeah i don't see it as i mean i don't see it something i'm gonna carry on but like if my five-year-old is out of hand i am gonna pop them on the hand i mean listen i think courtney you said it in a previous episode where like we there are some things we can't fault our parents for because they were also in their 20s 30s learning as they were going as well and i think we're Mm -hmm. gonna be the same when we enter into that chapter we could say what we're gonna do or what we're not i know that's what i was just thinking i'm like i would like to not spank Positive reinforcement, maybe y'all are yeah. like, yeah, right, bitch. <laughs> well, who I'm knows? Crazy. No, we so don't know my how kids your kids are gonna be. If you <laughs> and I could say I'm gonna spank and I never touch my child, like yeah. who they knows? We just great. don't know. Look, I'm praying to God. I have the best <laughs> kids ever that listen to me and oh, are, are great Lordy. in school and all of the things. I hope y'all listen to this one day and that you <laughs> li- align with this, dear children. Uh, <laughs> but. 
when I it comes hope and to pray things I don't that have I, a girl first. <laughs> oh, you will, you will, Nikki, you will. I just no. see it. But oh, one God. thing I also think is a cultural thing that I will never do is put my child on a leash in public. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh my god! Where did that even come from? I don't know. I've if you go to Disneyland when you used to be able to go to Disneyland, so many kids are on leashes. And I remember one of our friends, Dax. He we would have this conversation before um, before he had kids because I worked with him before he had kids and. He was like, I'm never going to be that dad who who puts his kid on a leash. He comes to work like five years later and he's like, put my kid on a leash this weekend. No. I'm that guy. You're going to do it too, Kristen. And I was like, dude, no, I can't Things do change, that. But you know what? Maybe it's a tolerance <laughs> because our parents, they they dealt with so much, but they liked the idea of us roaming free, going yeah. outside. Like there Plain. were a lot of, that was just the lifestyle. I think now that kids don't really go they outside don't. anymore. They're yeah, hooked they're on these on electronics. Their, and as much as it, it calms a baby when you're in a restaurant, you put a cell phone in front of them, an iPad, whatever, they're, they're very preoccupied. But <sighs> it's a problem because I don't see kids problem. playing outside like, we were there on their PlayStation. Yeah, we sound old and we, we you know, we're not that old. No, my nieces, they love their Sims and yes. staying indoors. That's like, that's their thing. Uh, but when it comes to like a leash, I think the reason people put leashes is because they feel their children are out of control. And realistically, if we flash to the 90s, that would be normal. All yeah, kids yeah, totally are running around. All kids are wandering Agreed. off, you know, jetting down the aisles of the grocery store. But you what's know. old is new again. So hopefully when yeah. our kids are of age, this will not be a thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it will be less of a thing. I remember I, I don't know. It'll we be talked a thing, Kristen. It. It'll well, no, be a but thing. Maybe they'll, uh, even us. We're like, let's get outside. Let's go take a picnic. You know, like yeah. give me nature. Can you imagine yeah. when yeah, our kids are growing nice. up? They're probably like, oh, my God, I don't want to live in VR. There's like beautiful trees outside. Let's let's just VR for that yeah. virtual reality. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't want that shit. Uh, we'll see. We'll it, see. I mean, we'll we see. will. And, and I you don't have a TV then. So they can't watch that shit. Oh, I'm not coming to your house, Kristen. No, why we're talking and we're not using our technology we're I, doing, I mean we are but you know but what I mean kids, like, we're not just watching TV see right okay let's talk about this though because there are a lot of kids <laughs> in our generation who they don't or a lot of parents in our generation they don't feed their children sugar any of the things that we had mm-hmm. and while I understand for dietary reasons mm-hmm. it's good Kristen to set and Michael. Your, Yes, <laughs> it, this I'm speaking because I know Kristen yeah, probably feels this way. There are cookies on this table, no, y'all, that I made, not, and that is full fat but, butter. But, but you, your lifestyle is very different, very different. From, from what a child will probably be okay with. And I was just talking to a girlfriend earlier about this, and like we're all into mushrooms and bell peppers and whatnot, and kids oh, don't like that. Oh, I thought like she was that. talking about drugs. I, and I was like, dang, you've been oh, doing no. mushrooms, girl. We need I know. to have a different like, conversation if we're going to be talking about this. This shit is another planet. That was some cultural shit because no mushrooms that you eat that are edible y'all know me Wait, are i ain't doing no drugs kidding. <laughs> i'm nowhere. not doing it have chosen a she's on mushrooms and, and then and then like paused and was like y'all and had bell a pepper. moment i'm like wait let's <laughs> the think. mushroom i don't <laughs> do any of that but anyways no i i I feel like a kid should be a kid. Yes, you yeah. should implement certain things that if, to set them up so they don't have diabetes because that's really prevalent in the black community. But sugar at, as a child, like so many parents and even celebrities are like taking that away. And I feel like that robs before the they're of their even childhood. out of the womb. You guys, a lot of like of celebrities, I see them doing these, you know, not to like shame anything, but like gluten free or, you know, no yeah. sugar and all these things. And they're trying to be so healthy while they're pregnant. And I get it. And I preach to you and like, great, good yes, for you. Nikki. But like for me, I'm, I'm going to give in to those cravings. If I want to mm-hmm. have this big back, I'm going to have it. Like <laughs> I want my baby's going to be eating good. 
good. <laughs> I don't know. You know and Nikki is the fitness guru. <laughs> I know. I'm like a Big Mac. Eh? But like That's I already told delightful. Jay, like I may not bounce back. Like oh, I'm gonna be God. eating my weight in food. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him a warning. I may not bounce back. <laughs> oh my god! I you're can't, so Nikki. OCD. There is no way you're not gonna bounce exactly. back. Exactly. This is your life. All my aunts have always Jesus. told me once they had kids, they never bounce back. Don't and that listen comes to from them. my genes, you oh. all. Well, listen to this. We are unlearning what our <laughs> families are, and parents have taught us. My aunts have warned me too. They were like, "Girl, when you hit thirty, those hips are gonna spread." If you see me. <laughs> Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, yeah. Not a hip has not spread. Not a hip has spread, girl. <laughs> not not a thigh has gotten thick. She's got a square booty because of quarantine, but that's yes. about it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But about my booty, my booty's still sitting high. Don't you dare. <laughs> you said you, you were getting a square booty. No, no, no. I am from sitting oh, down, but, but I'm high. telling you, the, oh, it's the still, one. I got a square, a high, high square. Yeah, I got a little high square. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, no, no, no. Square. But for real, let, let's talk more about uh, just like individuality when it comes to unlearning things and we obviously are a podcast where we are very diverse I'm a black woman Nikki is a white woman half Puerto Rican Kristen is a white woman and so we all have (laughs) I can't (laughs) we all have different perspectives on things but one thing I think that a lot of people across America will unlearn is prejudice yeah oh my god yes so let's dive into that like what are some things that you feel you're not going to pass on to your children when it comes to that space well being in a biracial relationship and i have been for since i was 16 with Mm -hmm. jay we've been on and off for 12 years and it it was hard it was a difficult pill for my parents to swallow because Mm -hmm. the era they grew up in it was not okay to be in biracial relationships. So no one in my family was with anyone other than another white person. So Mm -hmm. it was hard. It was very hard. There was times where I felt like, you know, I felt like for me, I can't really speak to Jay, but like I was hiding my relationship from my parents. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was hard. That was very hard. I mean, I think the only other person that knew was probably my brother because he always had to have my back if I was like, Lord Jesus, help me! Uh, yeah. Sneaking out of the house to see him and <laughs> getting caught by my I mom can't and you sneaking, <laughs> sneaking. I was sneaking. I That's was why she got the out. belt, y'all. Um, <laughs> but you know, there came a time in my life where I, you know, I had a serious talk with them when I knew that me and Jay were now getting serious, and he was coming to move to California, and there was a bunch of stuff, and I and I just told them, if this isn't going to be something that you can be okay with, then unfortunately I have to choose me in this situation and I'm going to go be with him and start a family. You're so strong. I was, but I wasn't at the same time because I was breaking down inside because I'm like, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in giving up my parents, I talked to my mom almost every day. So knowing that I probably wouldn't talk to them for a minute was very, very scary for me, but it was something, you know, and I have to give kudos to my brother to kind of push me to be like, if this is the person you want to be with, then you need to choose you a hundred percent. Yeah. And so I eventually did that, but now they call me to talk to him. So, ah, <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm very, very, very thankful because sometimes yeah. those you situations don't either happen. Way, you just don't know. But yeah. <laughs> and see, and, and that's hard. I, I obviously hard. am with a black man and I, <laughs> I celebrate black love, but I, I come from a family and my siblings are all in biracial relationships. My sister has only dated white guys. My, my brother, uh, one of my brothers is married to a, a an Asian woman. She's Cambodian. My shout out to my sister. Hey, girl. Yay. Hey, hey, Shana. Uh, no, but 
all of my siblings have they found love in places that are not with black people and that's completely okay right. I don't know what their struggles have been um, or what the, maybe they have a similar thought process as you yeah. I have not had that but I know living as a black woman the the prejudice that comes with it even yeah. when it comes down to dating uh, other people who on the outside look black I for many years I dated Nigerian men and wow. I had two boyfriends who were Nigerian and that is something where you know the Nigerian culture they want you to date another Nigerian yeah. and there are different tribes of, of Nigerian yeah. people Igbo there's Yoruba and so I dated two different uh, two different pers- there, were, there were just so many dynamics when it came to that meeting their parents and, yeah. and them wanting them to be with someone who was also Nigerian or Eritrean or whatever the case is and yeah. so I, I didn't obviously end up with those guys but I yeah. know that it's something that is very important and I Look, I get it. You want in all races, right. you want someone that is similar to you. It's scary to it's think hard. of being with someone that is not the same. Right. Um, but I think with my kids, I'm going to give them the freedom to date who they love. Yeah. And because I am a person that has so many diverse friends and I've been in diverse relationships, yeah. well, I guess diverse in the sense of like, you know, not just African-American. And I, but because I know so many people who are from different races, I just feel like it's it would be such a disservice to just tell my kids, like, you need to find another person who's just black. Like, I'll be completely honest. And this may be, you know, controversial, but I would love for my children to date another black person. And I think your parents have felt the same way. That's Mm -hmm. every person. You know, every parent's dream is for you to find someone who they share similarities. with. But at the end of the day, there are similarities and people who don't look like you. Me and Nikki are so much alike. Yeah, we are. And we don't look anything alike, (laughs) you know. I know. And honestly, like you were saying your friends are diverse and everything and you having a black fiance, Nikki, and a whole black and family a whole black that family comes with that it. comes and with it. Exactly. It's, it's but it's tough. also your kids, kids growing up, seeing that and seeing the love and seeing that dynamic and that it's not a weird thing and that it's not foreign right. or whatever. And like for me in a white on white relationship, it it's like. I, Michael and I, I think, are the first people in our maybe our friend groups um, and from home and in our families that have had such a diverse group of friends. My sister, too, she went to USC. She was kind of in a melting pot. She yeah. came up to L.A. for right. a while. Um, but we have really submerged ourselves into a melting pot of a culture of friends. And we've always my best friend growing up was Persian. And so was Michael's. And so, like, we we've always had diverse friends and we're the first of our family that's really had that and exposed our family to different cultures because we brought our friends home I mean it doesn't even stop at you know cultures or the color of their skin or whatever their religion is it's like sexuality too a lot of friends that I met in college and in in real life in Hollywood and things like that they were either gay lesbian I mean my best friend you know she for the longest time you know was into guys and then all of a sudden you know it just hit her there's something was always off with her and she's a lesbian so or she's bi how yeah. i don't really know what she calls it but she was just in a you know a, a girl female female relationship you know yeah. and so me telling you know my mom who's known her for years she was like shocked yeah and I'm oh like, yeah same with my mom she's like oh well you know someday she'll get married and yeah. i'm like 
yeah to a woman to a woman yeah so yeah. get you wrap know, your mind around that because people are born the way they're born right. i truly believe that yeah and so that that's another thing uh, being a christian woman i think that my christian ideals have been so rooted in who i am and i think when it comes to sexuality that's been something that i think a lot of christian households are not open to they're not and i i i think now Times are changing a bit. People are more open-minded, but it's always still in the back of their mind. I think it's with sexuality, it's similar to racism. It's mm-hmm. similar to the way people think of race. They can be around a black person, yeah. but if you are conservative, they're still in the back of your mind. You really are not fully comfortable. And I think with a lot of uh, Christians, I think the more modern Christians are open to being around people who are gay, straight, bisexual, trans. Yeah. Uh, but then there's a lot of old school people who that's just even saying trans is something that they're not fully open to. Like and, it's oh, a yeah. surface level thing where they're like, oh, okay, it is what it is. But in yeah. the back of their mind, they're, they're thinking like, like mm, that's you're not, going to hell. They're or thinking that they're that's thinking. not right. There's all this right. prejudice. And the thing that I've had to learn from having so many people in my life who are gay, straight, and trans, one of my my stylists is, is uh, non-binary. And so there's all these different terms that I've been trying to learn right. so that I'm not the proper someone, pronoun. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like oh, I'm yeah. trying to learn to not be ignorant. Yeah. And I'm also a Christian woman. And everyone who knows me, the thing is, your your religion and being a Christian, it should be something that you. I, I lead with love. That's what and I was I'm just so, gonna look, say. I lead with love every <laughs> single time, and so I have so many friends who are gay. I have so many people who yeah. I know that are trans, and I see them as people because it, it, it goes. I don't. I hate to compare sexuality to race, but that's the only way I can it, really, it really break is, it down. Though. But I just feel it's so important to just see people as human, to see yeah. people as mm-hmm. who they are, and the same way that you. are you guys around me and maybe your family wouldn't embrace a black person initially or even Mm -hmm. in the back of their mind is the same way that as a Christian woman I'm still going to embrace my friends who are gay who are trans who are straight who are part of the LGBTQ community because I love people I love people for who they are now listen I don't have the time want to talk about your sex life. So I'm probably not going to want to talk about <laughs> oh their God, sex I'm life. Dead. That's just me. That's me in general. If you I know mean, me, facts. you know. Yeah. It's facts. So we don't have, all of my friends know, like, we don't need to dive deep into that area of your life. But at the end of the day, I love you. And I right. think a lot of times so many Christians who are very um, old school in thinking are not open to just loving. No. But that's so funny people. to me because it's like closed-minded people are judgmental of closed-minded people. And it's like, so you're not open-minded. You're right. closed-minded. And so for me, that's they're putting judgment when they say, you know, you shouldn't judge and and give your sins. So that's maybe a conversation we need to have at a whole we other should. time. We yeah. should. Um, we should. And we should bring my friends that. on. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, up? exactly like what Courtney was preaching to, it, it's such a generational thing. Yeah. Like, we are so starkly similar but different to our parents you know mm-hmm. we get we have, we got some attributes some qualities from our parents that we love and we embrace and then there's some that we're like leaving at the door and we're like not bringing them into our home. yeah it's not gonna go forward because that's how our generation will change and each one has like our parents generation you know so so different from their parents yep. generation the baby boomers era and like free love and all that like mm-hmm. that all happened right. for our parents when they were younger and yeah. and we're going to do the same I really feel like that we have to because the way things have been it's not it wasn't working 
we've got to I mean? be the, we've got to be, be the, the change, change. yes we, Kristen, we really have got to be the change because i feel like so many people um when it comes to racism we see the issues that have come with that we see the long like scars that have come with that and the same goes for those in the lgbtq community their feelings are valid their experiences are valid yeah and it's it doesn't really help me it doesn't serve me to be nasty yeah. it, it like i understand belief systems i love jesus y'all y'all know i love me some jesus. <laughs> Um, Amen. But at the end of the day, what does it do to me? I, you know, I look to people like my grandmother. She is two generations above me. And yeah. she was someone, if you talk to any person, she was a person that led with love. It didn't matter who you, what you look like, who you were, if she knew your background, she was never judgmental. And mm-hmm. so I feel that that's the way that I want to live my life. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to agree with everything you guys say to love you. Yeah. Right. I don't yep. need to agree with what you guys say to respect you. A hundred percent. And and I think the the same goes for 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 sexuality and the same goes for for race. Yeah. And if more people embrace that, I feel like we wouldn't be such a divided country. Yeah. And Unity. now is the time. Now is Listen, the time. So we're unlearning that on a global scale, and I hope y'all <laughs> join in with us. Amen, girls. Courtney's faces tonight have just Man. killed me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's move on and talk yeah. about body image issues because I think every generation has dealt with it but specifically from our parents to where we are now what has their way of handling body issues how has it affected how we see ourselves I think that our parents came from like the diet era right like Weight Watchers was like huge back in the day and I know my mom when after she I I don't know just all growing up it was always like oh I ate too many cookies or would eat in secret so people weren't seeing her eat and then she'd be like oh I'm so overweight and she was real thin this woman was crazy like (laughs) you know know, but it was very much like negative Mm self-talk and I saw that all the time like oh I look fat in these jeans and I heard that from a very young age there was no filter love you mom but there was really no filter so I was not you know I grew up kind of I could barely find jeans for myself because I had pick legs you know little stick legs and couldn't find jeans and I felt you know, skinny shamed. And I looked like I had, you know, I was a sick kid because I was so gaunt and skinny when I was growing up. But like hearing my mom talk about just gaining a little bit of weight when I started to fill out in high school. We've talked about this before, you guys. I had stretch marks. I would hide them. I would sit if I ever wore shorts and hide them because I was so terrified of the way my thighs. They were just ginormous and they could knock you out (laughs) in in your head. They were ginormous. But because I heard my mom and her negative self-talk yeah. about body image, I put that on myself. And for me, when I have kids, if I feel that a certain type of way like that, yeah. that's to me, to myself, behind closed doors, they will not hear me speak like right. that. So what happens if you get a curvy kid? Just bow, thighs and booty everywhere. I mean, genetically, I don't know if that would happen. But not but genetically at all like, possible for you and Michael you? unless some random chromosome gets in there. <laughs> there is a such a thing as gra- the Mon Booty, y'all. Listen, I'm telling it you, it's on Michael's side. We could get it. It could have been a great gene. grandma who was thick and we don't know about them, you know? <laughs> Oh, Ancest- that's why I'm calling are- it the Mon Booty. We'll yes. just leave it at that. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. But no, I and and over not even overeating, but like, oh, I'm trying to be good today. Like, I don't yeah. want to eat that guac, and like depriving yourself or like acting like you're depriving yourself to other people. Like, that's something I'm just not going to do. I'm just not going to bring it up. Like, yeah. oh, I'm fat on this. Oh, I look like this, and it's like I, 
I'm if you guys hear me do it, smack me because I really am trying to leave that at the door. That is something I have yeah. left in 2019. She's not brought it into 2020 <laughs> oh, can we so not far. Bring up the years. I'm just, Let's saying. just leave it in the past. And so <laughs> for my kids, triggered. I'm hoping to. I will do that. I'm saying it now. I will we'll not hold you accountable. Yes, yeah, like we the, will. I, you know, trying on a swimsuit. I, I remember, I'll never forget, I saw this video of this girl. Uh, she was a heavier set, like, model, and she was at um, Target with her daughter. And she's an adorable little babe. And the mom, who is the model, was filming her daughter, and her daughter was like, you look so good. Da, 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 da. Like, telling herself, like, words you of look affirmation. good. The, words of affirmation yeah. into the mirror. And the mom is like, I'm so thankful I never talked bad about myself in front of my daughter because yeah. look at her now. And I'm like, this. Mm-hmm. I sent it to my sister because mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times she says things in front of her kids who are five and two. And they and I'm like, you. I'm like, Laura, they're going to hear you. Especially at five. We they heard hear you. mom. Five, they do. And that's why we're talking like that. Don't let them think like that. She's like, yeah. oh, it's fine. They don't know. They do know. I remember. I rem- yeah. I was so traumatized yeah. growing up. Like all the diets. Oh, I'm only going to eat a salad. It's like, Okay, Damn, I mean, and that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> My I, I, family every- was the opposite. No, no, no. My, we were going through McDonald's. Don't get <laughs> no, me wrong. The no, chicken that's McNuggets, not what I was going to say, but we were the, talking yeah, about happy on the phone baby yeah. over here. <laughs> Beanie babies in that yes. Happy Meal. Uh, but no, my, my mom and my aunts were very, very, very open about how we never bounced back from kids and they ate whatever the hell they wanted. And I feel like because I saw them doing that is why I am the way I am now where yes. I'm so fitness related because I'm like, oh my gosh, I really don't want to let myself go like that Mm -hmm. because for me, having this body and like owning it and loving it is something that's important to me. Like I want to, I want to love the skin that I'm in and the body and my curves and it's taken me a long point and it's a really work in progress, but like I'm getting baby steps closer to like, no, I'm like, oh fucking yeah. (laughs) Like I'm looking naked in the mirror and I'm like, oh yeah. (laughs) You're curvy and healthy. That, that there's a difference. I think between yeah. letting, like you said, letting yourself go. If you're at McDonald's every day, five times a day, that's just not up. healthy in yeah. general. Box mac and cheese, mac, uh, yeah. McDonald's drive through on the way in between sports and coming home, and your mom would be picking you up. Like, listen, yeah. we I had the same. Everybody. We had the same life. I think that was just an <laughs> error, but yeah. it was and probably <laughs> because they were getting off work late. They were tired. Yeah. They couldn't mm-hmm. cook nothing at the moment. Let's go through the drive through. You like the toy? Mm-hmm. Let's get you the toy. Let's make sure you, you know, are up to date. It, like we had the little right. gigapets and all of that yeah. stuff that was like a thing back oh, then God, mcdonald's run it, ran our <laughs> life all the fast food chains but mm-hmm. when it comes to body image issues i will not say that i have anything that was passed down as far as that my mom is pretty thin i'm i'm pretty thin um i will say i had a lot of teasing growing up but there wasn't anything that my mom said that was just like oh i'm trying to stay this size in fact yeah. my mom was trying to gain weight and so yeah. i had a yeah. very different view of like i need to gain weight i need to get thicker mm-hmm. i need to you know those kind of things is kind of what i thought because i was being teased but as i've gotten older i realized i'm just like there, there was nothing wrong with me a lot of that was coming from insecurity a lot of the girls that teased me were you know weren't happy with themselves or that's just what yeah. they were used to and so i don't think that i that that was my my body image issue that i would say i passed down but i will say these Southern folks, y'all, I, uh, when it comes to my skin, you heard me talk about it. Hyperpigmentation, skin care was mm-hmm. not something I was taught. Right. We were in the dirty South no. using Dove soap, Dove Dial soap, soap yeah. on our face. <laughs> Ooh, 
Oh my God. And because my parents, my mom is beautiful. She has amazing skin. My dad has great skin. They could wash their faces with some Dove soap and some Dial and be fine and not moisturize. So dry. And and not moisturize and be okay. We were in Houston. It was humid. Maybe that was their moisturizer. But for me and my sister, we went through years of acne, years of dealing with hyperpigmentation from skin picking and, you know, after you have the acne. And I really wish that I had a better foundation for skincare because I would be in a much better place. But they just didn't know. Yeah. They were like, they girl, didn't. wash your face with the dial, put the little towel on in the <laughs> morning, and wake yourself up. Because yeah, that's yeah. what they did. A cold <laughs> towel and you're good to go. It's like, yeah. God, imagine rubbing the damn towel, terry cloth on your face like yeah. that. So yeah. bad for oh you. So God. bad. So me, me and my sister had to figure it out and we're still figuring it out to this day. But that would have been great to have that kind of foundation. I mean, that's also why I didn't have like an early relationship with makeup because my mom didn't wear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but just listen, there's so many things that we can unlearn. It, it, it I think in all generations, you know, you you kind of do the opposite of what your parents did. Yeah. And that that just is true for and everybody. And it's either a hit or a miss for you. It is. You know, yeah. you just don't know. You won't know until your kids are grown up to the age that we're at and they're sitting on a podcast or something talking about us. And then this is what we're going <laughs> right. to what we're not going to do. Mm-hmm. Right. But let's we're all career women. Let's talk about what it means to stay in a job and pretend like everything is OK, because that is generational mm-hmm. when it comes to yeah. baby boomers above and above. Most of them stayed in jobs because they were taking care of their family. That's the the core of it. Mm -hmm. But they also stayed in jobs that they were not happy with. They were not purpose driven. They were in survival mode. Mm -hmm. And most stay in jobs for 30 years that they don't like in toxic environments. And our generation came and was like, no, ma'am, no, sir. Yeah, I can't do that. And so where do you think you guys how do you think you will handle your kids when it comes to careers and encouraging them? Like what route will you take? I've seen, you know, it's so difficult because, yeah, my dad is very much like he was like, get a job, do this, do that. And when I got into the entertainment biz, he was like, that's not a real job. You got to work. And then he saw I was making more than my sister was, who was in finance. And she was, he was like, that's a great job. OK, yeah, <laughs> let's do this, this, do that. It's almost like you have to convince your parents at a certain point um, that, that you're doing you're the okay. right thing yeah. for you. Um, and honestly, with I need to I will implement respect. I'm hoping. Okay, I'm just I'm a hope that I'm gonna unlearn the disrespect that my parents give me. Kristen, let me ask you this: <laughs> What? So you know we're in a social media world. What mm-hmm. if your kids wants to be on OnlyFans? Just sell your feet pics. <laughs> <laughs> let me at least take the photos. I'm just kidding. Yeah, let me take your photos so that I know. Can what I you're make posting? half? Okay, okay cool. No. Yeah, but then the door closes and they're taking their own photos. Jesus, but no. Let's hope not. Oh my god, I don't even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> Only fans. Because you blanked out because your kids on Only like, fans. <laughs> <laughs> And they're not my kid anymore. I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, it's like we can say these things. I know. But, we you just know, don't know. We don't but know we until we're in these situations. But for, I think what you were going to say is that, like, I think our parents are similar because we've had multiple conversations. Every time I would be like, hey, yeah, like, I'm thinking of doing this. I'm thinking of doing that. And they're like, well, what? What's your backup plan? What do you got this? Um, you got this always. plan? And this my daddy's like, like, you can't unless they let you go. Then you can get on unemployment. Yeah. <laughs> get that unemployment check yeah. if you do. It, I'm yeah. like, dad. Oh relax yeah. yeah we're good we have we are multi multi-skilled now like it's not yeah. the way it was before and because there's multiple revenues coming in that mm-hmm. they don't know about we're not telling you guys where our money is coming from we're just know we're good but like you the, know yeah the internet's such a different place now <laughs> it is. and you can but make you know so much what that you know income. what that does to them though it's fear it's fear it's our parents love us so much they want us to be successful and mm-hmm. they most of the time they give us advice based off what they've been through yeah they were not a part of the internet age age even 
us as millennials, we're kind of split in the middle. Like we yeah. didn't grow up with internet the entire time. We didn't know that you can that make dial money up from it. AOL. Listen, <laughs> and it was slow as hell. Uh, but but really, I feel like it comes from a place of fear. Definitely. And I've seen when it comes to my career, it scared a lot of my family, and a lot of times, all I heard was negative. Yeah. So when yeah. I wanted to be in entertainment, and I had just come out, and I was doing hard news, and I had a job offer in the local news space, they actually they thought I was crazy. I'm not speaking like, to my take it. Take yeah, it. like not necessarily my mom and dad because they've been fully supportive of kind of my craziness and was what they would say, or you know what most generations would say is like you're risky. Yeah. Uh, but the rest of my family wasn't always on board. They were not fully supportive of me moving to LA, kind of going through the journey I have. But what I've realized is it's come full circle. Is a lot of them have been like you're a trailblazer. Yeah, you're, you're I doing things you. that we, you know, we ha- we're, we did yeah. not do. We didn't even think to do, and we're so proud of you. Yeah. And you know, there's all there's always that. But I will say with having that that journey, it is very lonely when most people are not on board mm-hmm. with what you're doing. Yeah. They don't see your vision. They don't support you fully. They think you're crazy. But a lot mm-hmm. of the most successful people come across as crazy in the beginning. And that's OK. <laughs> and I think, we, you know, in, in the creative space, we deal with more failures than most. Uh, so what I would say for my kids, especially since me and Jarrell are both creative, if they end up being creative, I've got the sauce. I understand. I know that there's risk involved. Mm-hmm. If my children end up being in finance, if they end up being lawyers, if they end up going traditional routes, you know, I'm going to be that parent that's just like, I don't fully know, but I support you. Yep. And yeah. I'm glad that my parents, I cannot say that they did not support me. Did they always understand? No. No, they didn't. They were very, so what, yeah, yeah, they were very much the type that were like, you you know, stay in that job or yep. like, you know, as long as you're making money, you know, just stay there. And I know uh, one of the biggest risks that I took in my career was leaving a very huge entertainment news company uh, without a backup plan. And that was unheard of for them. But I I knew it was the best move for me. And now they understand because I've gotten on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's just hard as parents. But the one thing I'll say that I will unlearn is just trusting my kids. If they really have purpose in their heart and they're not lazy kids, if they're go-getters, then I'm going to trust them. Now, if my kids are out here saying what they're going to do when they on OnlyFans no baby yeah. well yeah. that's what I'm saying about Let's the respect though is is that I feel like I have had to ask my parents for respect yeah. I'm like you've got to respect me I've gotten to this point I'm doing fine right like respect me don't call me with your advice all the time when it's unsolicited thank you so much yeah. but like that's my thing yes the trust is huge I want to trust my kids because I understand what it's like having parents that don't trust the process and they're come from a fear driven you know childhood and adulthood and like, oh my god you got to hold on to it because just clutch your yeah. claws in and do the most but i also just feel for that like corporate in job. all of our dynamics i don't know everyone's background of their all their families careers i feel like for me and Courtney, at least we jumped, we made the move to LA because we were those pioneers, strong women in Mm -hmm. this industry. And we were the first to do it exactly like what you were saying, which is why your parents, I feel like react that way. Like it took me a while to be like, mom, I'm going to be okay because now I have all of these years under my belt and I have the experience. I'm going to be just trust me and like just know when I'm really, really in debt and I need your help, I will come to you. But, but you know what it, it probably is? And and I can only speak from this because I, I try to put myself in the position of like with my nieces and my brother-in-law because they're so young. I think of the fact that I just, I really just want you to be, be set and be better. Yeah. And I know even when it came to me going off to college, none of my family went off to college outside of Texas. They yeah. were 
we're all in Texas. And so when we decided to go to different places and I went off to Missouri, that was foreign to my family. And so they want to be able to help you because off of things that they know. And so Mm -hmm. I get it. There is always going to be that fear of the unknown. But I think the beauty of our generation is that we're open to doing multiple things, being okay with switching the game plan. I don't think that their generation, and I'll be real, they they were in like a segregated life. Mm -hmm. Uh, At least, uh, you know, my parents, when they were born like in the 60s and the 50s, like things were very different. And so they didn't have as many options that we have and so they're only speaking from like girl you better be glad that you're the only one in there you better do it for us they're not thinking like there's something else after I that. I feel like we're going to be in these same situations, though, that our parents were in mm-hmm. when our kids get to be the age that they're going to be at. Like, we're going to be like, when we were younger, like, that's not what happened. For, uh, like, there's going to be so Ooh. many new things with these new generations. I mean, there already is with the I'm generations scared. behind us. Me too. Don't be scared. It's, I have I'm a positive terrified. outlook. I don't. I, I already have there's a gonna weird be a relationship. solar flare and then there's going to be no technology. What? So what? Oh my God! Girl, Wait, no. she, doesn't she just pull it out of like, <laughs> and then I'm like lost. Out of and then the you're galaxy. like, her damn conspiracy theories. That Chris Michael, no. listen, We're going into the age of Aquarius, y'all, December twenty first. <laughs> oh. This girl here, Jesus, come back, Lord, please. Listen, no, but but I really believe that it's going to be scary because I already don't have a great relationship with social media and, you know, the influencer space and like all these things that we have to do to stand out like that. And be relevant. No, yeah, I don't want to be frustrating that you don't want to be. But no, your no, no, kids are, pro- like but mo- yeah. you know, but most most kids that are gonna come out, are their parents are probably gonna have a page for them. So mm-hmm. if I came out, you know, if there was social media in the '90s, my parents would have had a Courtney Tezano page, and it would have mm-hmm. had all my life yeah. on it before I even had an opinion, a life, or anything. Or a, a, a yes or no, whether you even wanted to be on there. Exactly. So I, it'll be interesting to see how their relationship with social media is. But that's my fear. I'm like, oh my god, every child yeah. that we have is gonna want to be famous because yeah. that's the, the 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 generation below us. That's Everybody all they want. Is Everyone will get their 15 it. minutes of fame. I Andy mean, these Warhol TikTokers said that. have literally millions of followers. I know. And they're just Joe Schmo in their room, you know what I mean? But let me put this out here. If the economy were better, let's pray that it is going to get better. (laughs) I believe that we wouldn't be multi-hyphenates. If we had been, you know, gone the traditional route, gone to college, everything was good. We could get a job straight out of college. We wouldn't have to improvise. I hope that the economy is to a place where our kids have jobs and have careers that they can actually step into and apply for and not have to figure it out. So yeah. I think the beauty of most of the generation, the millennials and the Gen Z is that they have figured it out in a creative way and they've made it a lifestyle and it may seem frivolous and like, oh my God, you know, you're doing all of this, but I really hope that our kids are in a better world and economy so they don't have to think about that. That's just me being That is why we are hustling now. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> that they'll also see that we have paved a path that is the less traveled and they'll want that for themselves too. I I, I mean, so. I hope so. I don't know if what, what the corporate America will look like in 18 plus years, but well, will there I mean, be we'll a corporate sleep. space? You don't, Who you knows? Just don't know. No. Will we be in, you know, will we be like cavemen again? Just in the, Kristen, <laughs> see, I can't. No, ma'am. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Do we have any last words on <laughs> yeah, things that we've unlearned? Say, we have talked the longest we've talked ever. We had so much to say. We, I mean, we as, as we head into these holidays, y'all, just yes. keep our episode in mind. You know, just keep. <laughs> 
you can love your family, have respect for mm-hmm. your family, but just know you don't have to be like that. Yeah, yes. you can And unlearn. also, there are resources. If you're do- dealing with 2020, go find yourself a therapist. I, I just yeah. have to put that out there. Kristen is choking on her yeah. water. No, 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 I wasn't. I was trying not to gulp in the mic. <laughs> okay. No, but really, there, there are resources. I feel like therapy is something yeah. that you can also do. Like, we're talking about things that we're unlearning, but like, if you really have some deep rooted things, Find yourself a therapist. Yeah, they're virtual and you can keep it a secret. You don't have to tell your friends. You know what I yeah. mean? Also, buy a damn journal. It's okay if you're a guy or girl and you want a journal and you feel stupid. Don't feel stupid. Just let it all out. Kristen Mon journal you, coming out in 2021. Yeah, she literally what? loves journaling. And I, <laughs> I'm God, envious that you love journaling. Do. That's so good. Yeah, good idea. Brand idea. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to buy you a journal for, well, your birthdays. Well, I already got you gifts. So, oh, well, <laughs> I didn't get you a journal. <laughs> anyway, last words. Let's yes. get it together. <laughs> No, it's hard with this episode. It, is. it was really hard. You know, we we've covered a lot of topics. I guess my last word is go to therapy. Um, All right. Yeah. You know. No. no. Come back to me. Okay. What are y'all's last words? Um, I guess I'll kick it off. You know, learning from my parents' mistakes has been something me and my brother have like really taken and kind of ran with. You know, we saw them do a lot of things that, you know, we didn't want to do when we grew up. And, you know, I feel like we're very headstrong on that. And so um, for me, it's been if you guys feel like in your relationship, you know, you're getting compared to one of your family members or something, then it take a minute to self-evaluate yourself as hard as it's going to be for Mm -hmm. you to do that. Be able to start to admit when you're wrong because that's something I still struggle with, admitting when I'm wrong because sometimes I want to flip the switch back, back to Jay and make it hell his fault. But just know, take those baby steps to do the self-evaluation to like look in deep into yourself because not everyone's perfect. And you know, if you want to make yourself better and you don't want to be like your parents, then I would say that would be mine. Do a yeah. self-evaluation. Look at you. Come on, Nikki. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My last word is don't use scare tactics on your children because you want them to be better than you. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that I have really I probably need to get some true help on is the different expectations that my parents had of me and the way that they communicated to me. It really depicted how I viewed myself and it really brought out the perfectionist in me. So I I say all of that to say that there are other ways to get your point across with your children without scaring them, whether it comes to religion, to sex, to career, to whatever it is. um, I just don't think that that's the route right to route route to go. Um, But I really think that we all figure it out as we go. And when it comes to being a parent, I'm just like a ready for the journey. I know Mm -hmm. I won't make all the right decisions, but I just hope that I can let my child be an individual and let them make some of those mistakes, even though it hurts in those moments. I think giving the children the freedom to grow is one of the biggest gifts that you can give to your children. Oh my God. Yeah. Both of those are like (laughs) kind of what I was going to say. I think that the one thing I would want to unlearn would also be fear and um, respect and also body image. I guess those are my three main things that I would like to unlearn and not teach my children because I being alone in my career and in my life and kind of like leaving my family behind and their thoughts and feelings about things behind has really helped me push forward. And Mm. I definitely don't want to 
reflect my anxieties and fears onto them. Future children. Oh, my God. This is so weird. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, emotional. it's so crazy. But like, yeah, I think and I and I want to love myself more. It's I think if I love me and and I'm always working on me, like kind of similar to you, Nikki, saying self-reflect always and continually working on myself, continuously working on myself. In turn, that will help my kids. So yeah. I think, I mean, we're all a reflection of each other. So if I keep those fears and the body image issues and mm. respecting me and my current relationship with myself, I think that my kids will get that too. Yeah. Try to be as best as you can. Try to be a great example for your kids, which I think our kids, our parents did the best that they could. Yes. Yeah. Well, we hope you guys have such a happy holiday with your families and we will see you next week. Yep. See you next Monday. Bye. Bye. Start your week off with some Boss Lady energy every Monday. And send us your suggestions for future episodes. Slide into those DMs. And follow us on social media at Boss Lady Energy Pod.